when I first started with these these five hacks, it was not easy because it's a total disruption to the nervous system. It's a total disruption to when I want to avoid this thing, I'm going to pull my phone out, right? When I'm feeling any sort of sensation, I'm going to use this device to distract me. It's what we do. I don't want to feel pain. So I'm going to seek pleasure. So you're seeking this pain pleasure cycle that is really a hamster wheel of disappointment because right the second you get off the freaking phone, you're like, oh, I feel like shit again. Instead of being present to it, instead of meeting it and diving into the sensation and diving into the anxiety, the anxiety is just energy with nowhere to go. It has a message for you. It's asking for you to look at it. It's asking for you to bear witness to it. It's asking you to do something with it. Welcome home to the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. This is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human. We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful people. I'm pretty pumped to bring you this solo cast today. And I'm unsure of the official title as I record this, but something along the lines of my top five hacks to dissolve anxiety. And this episode was birthed out of a client mentorship call that I had earlier this week where I supported my client through this practice. And Just remember that any sensation is simply energy with nowhere to go. So, you know, insert word here. Anxiety is simply energy with nowhere to go. So, right, we feel it inside of us. So in this moment, if you're operating a car, (laughs) heavy machinery, you know, don't close your eyes in this moment. But if you are feeling any sort of anxiety, anxiousness, overwhelm, pressure, right, we all know that feeling inside. So just close your eyes for a moment. Just take a deep breath. Put your hands on your body. Just exhale out once. So we don't want to change too much of what's happening in the nervous system, but just start to attune to the sensation of where the anxiety resides. Is there a texture? Is there a color? Is there a sensation, right? Is there a heaviness in your chest? Do you feel a fluttering happening throughout your body? Is your mind racing? Do you notice yourself fidgeting at your desk, right? Do you notice your leg tapping? Do you notice yourself wanting to go grab your phone? An inability to be present to what is? Do you notice that you're breathing in a shallow manner, right? Just going to be quiet for one moment and just do it one more time. So just take a deep breath in, put your hands on your body and just ask, where does this anxiety reside? What is it communicating? 
What is the sensation? How does it feel? And if this is one of the first times that you've kind of ever done an embodiment practice like this, give yourself grace. You may be like, I have no fucking clue. I feel like I have anxiety. That's totally okay too. But with practice, you'll start to refine the sensations and and the messaging behind the sensations, right? So when I was helping my client, she's six hours, so what time was it? It was like 8 a.m. her time. It was like mid-afternoon my time. And she was making coffee and she was feeling anxious. And she had messaged me earlier, you know, late last week, basically telling me that she had like anxiety kind of creeping up and she kind of woke up feeling anxious. So it's kind of like we have our call and she feels good, right? We have her call and she feels open and expansive and she's grounded. And then right as the week starts to kind of happen and carry on and as things and experiences happen, right, the anxiety kind of starts to creep up again. So we've kind of been moving through how she can implement these practices on her own. And so one of the first things that I did with her was I just had her get up. It was perfect because she was like still in her PJs and she was on, it was her day off. And we got to, I got to help her kind of move that energy. And I put on a song in the background and I just allowed her to connect with the breath. So when there's anxiety in the body, right? So breath and sound help expel the energy. So this is about how it feels, not what it looks like. It looks weird to people (laughs) if they're in the room. It looks weird to yourself if you haven't done it before like the weirder the better because what you want to do is kind of shake it out you want to breathe you want to make sound you want to exhale you want to like get it out of your system essentially so the way that you get that out of your system is through breath right through exhaling out the mouth through making sound even better through literally moving the energy in your body It's not going to happen through the mind. It's going to happen through actually viscerally moving through the experience. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so amazing right after we did it. I mean, it was like five minutes. And this is something that I do all the time. So this is my first piece. Move your body. Move your body. So we move the matter, which is our body temple, to attune to what matters, right? We when we're when we're stagnant, we can't actually connect to what is it that I desire? What is it that's important to me? What is it that matters to me? So it's like we move our matter in order to attune to and uncover what matters. <laughs> so that's the first piece. And what's interesting is she's a graduate of my group program and she's been through this embodiment work with me. But right when you're This is why we need mentors in the beginning, because this is such a this is a practice that is a part of my life now. Was it always like this? No. Did it take time? Yes. It just it starts to become the new norm. Like when I feel a sensation, I'm like, oh, where is it in my body? And I move it and I breathe and I I breathe into it. I direct my energy, my attention, my breath. I make sound. I shake it out. Right. I be still. I ask for messages. (laughs) 
And, you know, it was amazing because she was like, I, I feel so good. And, and so oftentimes we think that, so this is the hack number one is moving your body. We think that we need to have like a one hour CrossFit intense workout and <laughs> to check the box of moving our body. But I move my body multiple times a day now when this happens, like I, I'm like, okay, what is this sensation that I'm feeling and what kind of movement do I need? And sometimes I want to do a very intense workout and other days it gets to be gentler. And I feel that this is kind of where we're headed right now with our our decisions for moving our body, like the why and the reasoning behind, behind why we choose to move our body. So that's the first one. So I love this because she was making coffee right before we came on here and I was like, all right, I'm going to go there. I'm like the coffee thing. If you're already feeling, so this is number two, <laughs> you want to avoid things that are going to spike your cortisol levels. So, right, America runs on Dunkin', like the world drinks coffee. <laughs> uh, the majority of humanity is feeling anxious when they wake up in the mornings. I freaking love coffee. I'm pregnant right now. I've I've gone through spurts. Right now I'm doing I do bulletproof coffee just because I know it's super clean. There's other clean coffees, but a lot of a lot of coffees have shit ingredients. Um, They're not clean at all. There's molds in there and there's pesticides and herbicides. Um, They give you the jitters, right? The cheaper the coffee, coffee, the more jitters you're going to get. But I actually love right now, like I, I love smelling it. So like when Chad drinks his coffee in the morning and I smell it, I'm like, Oh, I just love the smell. I love the experience of having coffee, but I don't go to it because I need it anymore. And especially, like I said, now that I'm pregnant, I'm not really drinking coffee here and there. I'll have like a half a cup of decaf just to like have the experience of it. And and then I get my and then I get my fix and I'm like back to drinking my raspberry leaf tea and my Tulsi Rose tea and all the other teas that I'm having right now that are I'm completely caffeine free and clean and organic. So, but back to the coffee, let's get back to the coffee. So this is number two. So if you're feeling anxious at all throughout your day, but let's talk about first thing in the morning, like grabbing your coffee is actually only exacerbating the anxiety that you feel in your system, especially like on an empty stomach. So this is a choice point, right? Like how, how, how committed are you to like changing your state, to feeling better, to feeling lighter, to having coffee that can be addictive for the pleasure of it, not out of need and necessity, right? And so we had a conversation. I had a conversation with her about it. And I'm like, even if you just move your body before the coffee, you're going to be in a different state. And again, the moving of the body was five minutes, getting her heart rate up, shaking things out, being present, grounding, connecting to her breath, right? It allowed enough of a shift to where she's not waking up like a zombie, like, oh my gosh, I need coffee in order to survive. Oh my gosh, I'm so anxious. I'm thinking about my day, right? It stops the downward spiral and the snowball effect that's going to perpetuate the anxiety, So again, like, I'm not a purist here. I, I used to be that person that was like, I can, I am an all or nothing kind of person. Like I'm either on a cleanse 
or I'm drinking coffee every day. (laughs) But that like on a soul level, I actually want to be in the pleasure of, you know, for example, when I'm no longer pregnant and or breastfeeding, like, do I want to have this glass of wine while overlooking a sunset? Because I it's enjoyable to me, not because I need this because it's 5 p.m. and it's the end of the day and I'm so stressed and I'm so tired and I feel like I have no support. I have a new mom like, right. So like the the embodiment practices are what supports you to actually be in the pleasure of life. So just try it on, like try something different. So again, Bulletproof has decaffeinated coffee. So decaffeinated teas and coffees still have some caffeine. But again, the decaffeination process over my research over the years um, is also not very clean. But I love the Bulletproof brand because I trust them. I've, I've vetted them. And again, um, King Coffee is another one that is amazing. And they add... <laughs> Um, mushrooms to their coffee. So there's other brands that are escaping me at the moment, but they exist. And there are mushroom, like there's full, there's, there's different types of teas. Like I know dandelion. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the name of it. I'm telling you, baby brain is real. Like I just read a whole chapter in one of my (laughs) physiological birth books about how the brain is literally changing like the chemistry is changing in my brain oh it's gonna drive me nuts is it dandelion root I can't remember but I have like a couple of coffee replacement teas um again there's all these different mushroom type coffee um replacements I love me a good chai latte that I make at home. I have a chai that's completely caffeine free. So again, it's kind of like we like the warm nourishing sensation. So it can be like hot lemon water. It could be a yummy cacao. It could be a decaffeinated, you know, a completely caffeine free chai, for example, that you make at home Um, that can just fill that like, oh, I just want that sensation, right? Or you have a quarter of a cup after you've given yourself a moment to recenter. Or maybe you do have that full cup once a day, but because you love it, but you're not grabbing it because you you need it to survive. You're grabbing it because you're like, I love fucking coffee. (laughs) I get to have it as a human experiencing what my soul came here to experience. So those are the first two, moving your body and doing anything that's going to avoid the cortisol spikes in the body, especially first thing in the morning. Where else do I want to go? So nature, grounding, earthing. So we are completely, and some of these are going to kind of like start to gel together a little bit. But we are absolutely right. So the way that our ancestors lived is very different than we live now. Like we're indoors more. We're not we don't have as much access to nature, fresh air. We have technology all around us. Um, We have artificial lighting. We have Wi-Fi connections. Right. All of these things are zapping our nervous system. And I'm going to get into blue light and EMFs after this. That's going to be number four. But number three right now is. If you can, when you're feeling anxious, 
go outside without your Fitbit, without your Apple Watch, without your phone or put put it on airplane mode. You don't need to count the number of steps, <laughs> at least for this practice. It's actually doing you a disservice because there's a reset that happens when you actually connect with the elements, especially if you can put your hands on a tree for a moment or put your feet on the earth. And, you know, I still get poked fun of by my family at times, like the tree hugging hippie who puts her feet on the grass. Um, But what's amazing is there's so many medical publications and there's documentaries that are continuing to come out about how as humans, we are, are a, we, we are of this earth, right? What happens when we die, right? We go into the earth, right? Like all plants, all sentient life, all animals, right? We, we go back into the earth, into the soils, and then we're born and we die and we're born and we die and we keep on keeping on. So we are a part of this planet. And I think so many of us don't actually understand that. And the electromagnetic field is real, like the crystal core center of the earth is real. Like now, again, we have science to prove that there is the planet is alive and we have this amazing resource to be able to tap into to reconnect with ourselves. And people, you know, want to judge or poke fun or, you know, whatever it is. But my invitation is just just to try it. And I think there's a documentary I want to say it's Deepak Chopra or he might be in it, but I think it's called Grounding or Earthing. I haven't watched it yet, but I did watch the, um, you know, the teaser for it, the trailer for it. And they're actually show, showing scans of inflammation being reduced in the body pre and po- you know, like post grounding and putting your feet on the earth. So just getting outside, breathing in the fresh air, going for a walk, connecting again, same thing, connecting to your body, connecting to your breath, looking around you, feeling the sunshine on your face. Oh, this is another one. So we're going to talk about this. (laughs) I told you they're all going to start to gel together. But letting the sun actually touch your skin, like with no sunscreen before 10 a.m. and your eyes to support circadian rhythm. So just getting out there in the elements, breathing, feeling, connecting. If you can put your bare skin on some plant, even if you're like just touching a a house plant, like if you're not able to get outside and you're maybe in an office or something, just connecting through intention that way is so powerful, is so powerful. And one thing that I can assure you of is the more that connected that I am with myself and the more that I continue on my awakening journey, the less I can actually do the artificial lights, the le- the more I'm outside, I'm outside more than I am inside. The more, I mean, I work out outside, I work outside. I mean, if it's, if, if the, the elements allow, I'm out there and it's so supportive for me. Like I, it's, it's like the more that you, open up to the truth of who you are and your soul essence, the more it's going to be a requirement for you to be out in nature. Because again, we are nature. (laughs) It's natural for us. So that was the third one. So the fourth one of the five hacks is blue light and EMFs. So I talked about this a little bit. All right. Blue light. So devices. 
So when we actually are watching our television, looking at our computer screens, staring at our phone, I'm very passionate about this bio, by the way. Um, so the, the devices emit blue light and there's a lot that's happening in the neurotransmitter department, but one of the main things that happens is it actually affects our ability for our circadian rhythm to understand what's going on, right? So if we're, first of all, waking up first thing in the morning, it gets it, it with our ancestors, it was a gradual thing, right? Like waking up with the sunlight and not having all of this artificial light around you. So it's the same thing in the morning and the evenings. If you're watching Netflix till 10 p.m. and then you're on your phone and you're scrolling, your body is actually not functioning in the way that it was designed and your body actually gets confused as to is this daytime or is this nighttime, right? Regardless of what time you're kind of using these devices. So I've been wearing the clear blue light blocking glasses and I use Bond Charge because again, the quality, you'll spend more money, but I'm all about having one item that is of high quality that I know um, has been tested and vetted and also that I know is not going to break <laughs> other than like, you know, and I started out with the Amazon blue light blocking glasses, so not not knocking it, but that's just how I roll. I would rather have a quality product that I only need one of instead of like just keep having to buy and replace and all of that. And I love supporting brands that are like really on this social mission too. So Bond Charge is the brand that I use during the day. So I've been using those for a long time. And um I also use the amber colored blue light blocking glasses at night. So the second that that sun goes down, which, by the way, I do my best to go outside as the sun is setting and to, again, stare at the sun, just kind of be out there and look at it. And then I'll put my amber blue light blocking glasses on. And we also only use incandescent bulbs. So since I'm in a rental, for the most part, actually, I'm pretty impressed. Most of the lighting in here is incandescent. Um, but I still, I'll basically like limit the amount of light as much as possible lights and light as much as possible. And I'm, I'm making sure that I'm wearing my, my amber blue light blockers. They also, so I actually have red bulbs also from Bond Charge. So I didn't bring them with me. They're in storage somewhere, but with certain lamps. So for example, like I'll have a lamp in my bedroom I think we had like one in our living room. I had one in my office, one in the living room and one in the bedroom so that if I didn't have the glasses on, we could turn that on and you can still see, but it's not affecting your neurotransmitters and it's not confusing your body and your brain as to like, oh, it's light. I should be getting up. So that really affects your, right? It's a, it's a nervous system response, right? So when our circadian rhythms out of rack, right? So now we're, it's affecting our sleep, our body's confused, right? All of this is connected to our hormones. It's like, it's connected to the feelings that we feel. So it's kind of like this, um, it's like Russian dolls, right? It just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. And it's the same with EMFs. So electromagnetic frequencies, especially now that I'm pregnant, I just got myself a, also from Bond, from bond Charge, uh, blue, not blue light, a, um, an EMF protection blanket. So now that I 
am an expecting mama. I'm so excited for this because I'm going to bring it on planes. It's something I've wanted for a while, but I didn't want to invest in it. I think it was like 150 bucks. But now I have this blanket that I can basically wear over my belly at any given time. So Safe Sleeve is another brand. So I have an EMF protector on my phone, um, on my computer. So like my my computer case is an EMF protector and it also serves as like a little lap desk. So I'm not putting my computer directly on my lap. I have now the EMF blanket. I have the the Safe Sleeve lap desk. Um, I'm just doing my best. I'm doing my best to limit EMFs as much as possible. I don't subscribe to 5G. I turn my Wi-Fi off at night. Anywhere that you can turn your Wi-Fi off as much as possible, the better. Definitely, definitely when we buy our new home, I'm going to be hardwiring in. We don't need the Wi-Fi unless, right, so we'll have it if we need it, but I'm not just going to have it, especially because Chad doesn't like he's out in the field now and I'll be working from home. So I'm going to make sure that I get to hardwire in when I'm on my computer and I'll just have my Wi-Fi off, especially with a little babe in the house, because we don't realize how much it's impacting us. So it's kind of one of those things where we're like, as a society, we we don't believe it if we can't see it, but yet we just accept that we can FaceTime someone over in Thailand if I'm sitting here in Asheville, North Carolina, and just wonder how that works. <laughs> if we can right, be able to connect in all of these different ways and have all of these frequencies all around us, that is just like magic, but you don't realize what it's doing to our bodies. You may not like me for this. Um mark my words, probably give it five or 10 years, the Apple watches, it's going to be kind of insane. The um, Just having something like that on your body is affecting you and it's radiation. So um, I don't have any devices on me. I do have an aura ring, but what I love about the aura ring, it's O-U-R-A. I wear it mostly, I mean, I wear it every night, but sometimes I'll wear it throughout the day. And it really tracks your sleep. I've had it for a couple of years now, but you can turn it on airplane mode. So it's tracking everything throughout the day, but there's no, there's no connection. When I put it on the docking station, like to charge is when it inputs all of the information and then it connects to the app on my phone. So it's actually, there's no EMFs that are actually happening, you know, while the ring is on my body. So This is not coming from a place of judgment. I realize a lot of people, you know, there's fads. Um, A lot of like technology is advancing very quickly and we can't keep up with the research. A lot of people are out of sight, out of mind, you know, but the reality is, is electromagnetic frequencies affect the cells in our body, which of course can lead to diseases and cancers and things like that. So it's kind of just like a no-brainer for me. So for example, like with my safe sleeve, um like when Chad wears it in his wears his phone in his pocket because he has the safe sleeve on his phone too, I just feel I feel more at ease. So there's there's EMF protection that's happening and they've shown some studies again it's really challenging like It's challenging to pinpoint because there's so many environmental things, but they are starting to show links with lowering, you know, like lowered sperm count in males, for example, because of the the wearing of the phone in the pockets and 
all of the things. So I'm not saying all of this to scare you. It's just, um, especially as we're shifting consciousness on the planet, people become more sensitive. I'm just so much more sensitive to blue light and EMFs. And I think people don't actually realize how much it's impacting our health, especially as it relates to anxiety. So I mentioned cancer, I, but also like it's impacting our nervous systems in ways that because we can't see it, it's hard for us to fathom like what's actually happening. It's kind of like how they say, don't stand right in front of the television or don't stand right in front of the microwave, right? Because of electromagnetic radiation, which, you know, is all around us now more than now more than ever. So obviously, a lot of this is super connected. So the fifth one, which I've kind of touched on a little bit is kind of AM and PM rituals. So I kind of want to like, wrap all of this up with a bow for you. And I don't mean to overwhelm you with this. I think what I realize with my client is this has just been such a part of my life for so long. Again, I had a health crisis. And so my journey, my advocacy journey, my journey to really uncover everything that I was using on my body and in my home and everything that I was con consuming led me down this alternative health path. And it's something that I'm still very passionate about because we came here to experience and and we need our bodies. We We need to take care of our bodies. It's essential and that's through food. That's through what are we turning on on the television, right? That's through are we getting out in nature? Are we taking breaks? Are we detaching from our devices from time to time, right? All of this stuff is so important. And so this is really more about education. And I don't want to overwhelm you. What I think would be fun is if you could pick one thing from the top five and then create or the, the four that I mentioned already, which again were movement, right? To release the anxiety of avoiding anything that's going to spike your cortisol in the form of, you know, nourishment in the form of food, liquids, the nature, getting out in nature, grounding, earthing, and then of course, reducing blue light and EMF exposure as much as possible. So the fifth one is having those AM and PM rituals, right? And allowing the body's natural circadian rhythm to kind of take its course. So what I would love is, since I kind of talked about a lot of my my morning and nighttime rituals, is can you pick something that you can do in the morning and night to just try something on? And maybe it's even midtime. You know what? Let's go morning, midday, and evening. So morning could be, okay, instead of like going straight for the coffee, I'm going to move my body. In the middle of the day, I'm going to take a five-minute walk out in nature without my devices. And in the evening, I am going to turn my Wi-Fi off when I go to bed. That would be a beautiful place to start. Um, one of the things that I've done recently that has absolutely changed my world is I have taken social media off my phone I need it for my business. So every time I go to do a post, <laughs> um, unless it's like a photo, so if I'm doing a reel or a story or anything like that or sharing about my podcast, I am re-downloading Facebook and Instagram. It's really not that much work, but I'm deleting it and <laughs> re-downloading it because even I fall into the trap of aimless scrolling from time to time. And I cannot even tell you how shitty I feel 
which again impacts the neurotransmitters. Dopamine is spiking left and right every time you aimlessly scroll, right? We have these huge conglomerates that are controlling our attention essentially on social media. And it's deeply, deeply, deeply impacting our ability to focus. And again, our ability for our bodies to function in the way that they were designed, because we're basically getting all these dopamine hits way more than we're supposed to be getting. And then when we're not on social media, we're like, I feel that my day is uneventful. <laughs> I feel bored. I feel, oh man, this person just posted this thing. My life sucks. I mean, literally that's what's happening in the brain. This part, right? Because we're seeing highlight reels. We're seeing a very small glimpse of what's really happening, of people doing multiple outtakes, but us seeing only perfection in a 30 second clip. So, you know, I, it used to be hard for me to not check my social media. But again, all of this starts to kind of have this like coalescence where there's like an integration that happens. And now, because I know how shitty it makes me feel, I don't allow social media to use me. I use it. It is a tool. It is a beautiful tool. It's a free tool. It allows me to connect. And what's amazing is when I'm like, oh, yeah. There's this this there's this person that I that I love. Like I love this person's podcast. I'll go on their social media and I'll I'll like check out what they've got going on over the last month or two for five, ten minutes and I get my fix and I'm like, oh, I love what they're up to. And you know, maybe I'll go down a rabbit hole for a minute, but it's like a conscious choice of who am I consuming, what am I consuming, and for how long. So this is a tall order. It is a very distracting world that we live in. There's a lot going on. And again, it takes radical responsibility to be autonomous of our life and our bodies and our well-being and our vitality and our health. And that's why I brought alternative health back into the space because it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I know a lot about because I've done a lot of research and um. It's something that I think a lot of people don't really think about. And I just want to say, like, when I first started with these these five hacks, it was not easy because it's a total disruption to the nervous system. It's a total disruption to when I want to avoid this thing, I'm going to pull my phone out, right? When I'm feeling any sort of sensation, I'm going to use this device to distract me. It's what we do. I don't want to feel pain, so I'm going to seek pleasure. So you're seeking this pain-pleasure cycle that is really a hamster wheel of disappointment because right the second you get off the freaking phone, you're like, oh, I feel like shit again, instead of being present to it, instead of meeting it and diving into the sensation and diving into the anxiety. The anxiety is just energy with nowhere to go. It has a message for you. It's asking for you to look at it. It's asking for you to bear witness to it. It's asking you to do something with it. And so this is how I kind of move through life where I'm like, I fucking feel anxiety every day. Are you kidding me? I'm pregnant. I'm in a rental. I just moved. Chad left corporate a year ago. He's starting over here. I completely shifted my business. My hormones are freaking all over the place. I'm still in a massive initiation on my spiritual awakening journey. Are you kidding me? I feel anxiety all the time, but I don't attach to it in the same way. And I'm like, okay, what is this? 
And then sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, this is just excitement. <laughs> like now I'm like, oh, that's not anxiety. I'm just like on the brink and precipice of something big. Other times it is anxiety. And sometimes I will cry. <laughs> I'll literally just cry. And I don't know why. And I get it out. Other times I'm like, okay, I'm getting cabin fever. Have I gotten outside today? No, I'm going to go on a 45 minute walk with my dog and connect to the elements and connect to the five senses and, you know, be present to this beautiful place that I'm living in and come back and recenter. Right. So I just want you to know that there are times, for example, when I forget to turn my to delete the social media and I like notice the old pattern and I pick it up. I'm like, ah, I did it. Like it's autopilot. Sometimes <laughs> I go and delete it. And maybe there will be a time where I don't need to delete it off my phone. But right now, this is where I'm at. Like the programming is still there. It's so easy to kind of fall into that. And, um, you know, this little spirit baby has been so communicative with me and um, he's a very sensitive being. And so, so much of what I'm doing now, I know is only going to support him as he integrates in his body, right? Like he's going to be in the womb for nine plus months and, and right. It's, it's all new and, and babies are so sensitive and I'm just really grateful that I've had almost a decade of like practicing these tools and learning so that I can share it with all of you, but also, you know, support my family. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So give yourself grace. Like, I love the 80-20 rule. Like, if 80% of the time I feel like I'm honoring myself in this way, there's times where I don't wear the glasses or I'm like, screw it. I want to stay up till 12 and watch <laughs> the next season of Virgin River with Chad. And I don't feel like getting up and getting my glasses and whatever. Like every once in a while it happens and it's fine. And I don't beat myself up for those moments anymore. But the majority of the time, because I know how advantageous it is for me to do this, like I want people to feel lighter. I want people to feel the way that I feel. And I'm like, wow, I really get to celebrate how far that I've come because I mean, it was a rough couple of years transitioning out of my old way of being into where I'm at now. And there was a lot of up and downs and there was a lot of these big like launches and quickenings in my journey and then like deep integration. And it was confusing and it was tough. I'd like take five steps forward and two steps back and that back and I take three steps forward and five steps back and I just want you to know that it I it needed to happen that way so that I could actually be able to relate to you of with a sense of compassion and humanity of like I know how challenging it can be and if I can do it so can you and you know I hope to kind of be that that beacon of light and hope for you that I didn't say it was going to be easy, but nothing in life is easy. So we might as well, right, try. We might as well step into the sensation. We might as well experience. Like, I would much rather experience the fullness of life than look at what the fuck everybody else is doing on social media and then getting off and feeling inadequate about my existence, because that's generally what happens to most of us. 
you know, and it's like that vision for my life is much bigger than the programming of just like the autopilot of going to pull my phone, you know, like of going to grab my phone when I'm having those moments of weakness or sensation. So again, can you just do one thing morning, midday and evening to dissolve the anxiety? And I'll go through them one more time, moving your body, avoiding anything that's going to you know, boost that cortisol spike, especially first thing in the morning. Getting outside, it's free. Blue light and EMF reduction. And then, of course, ritualizing the experience because that is what kind of helps. I've noticed when you ritualize the experience and it's like my body just knows now, like, okay, it's morning. This is what I do. Okay, this is midday. This is what I do. Oh, I'm feeling this sensation. This is like, this is what I do. Okay, it's PM. This is what I do, right? Like it's creating a new pathway for something that feels better, that's more meaningful, that actually allows for the vitality and the life force to move through me in a way. And again, I I do believe because of how grounded I am, how connected I am to my body and how much I've kind of been in this space of honoring my body temple it's really allowed for the integration of of the awakening to just go much smoother um, because it's it's all relevant and it all matters. <sighs> that felt like a workout. Let me also tell you that this baby takes a lot of my blood and oxygen. <laughs> I feel like I get winded. I get really fired up about this. I'm really excited. Um, but no, I've enjoyed this conversation. Conversation. Is it a conversation if I'm talking to myself? <laughs> I promise I visualize all of you tuning in and I know that you're listening because I get messages from you all the time, but I enjoyed sharing this with you and please continue to reach out and let me know what's landing and remember to give yourself grace because when you're creating a new pathway like this, like you're going to mess up. You're going to still go go to that that dark place. You're going to still be like, oh, I just want to scroll aimlessly and you'll get lost for 45 minutes and then you're like, ah, And it's okay because guess what? After that, you get to create a new moment. That's all that matters is the present moment. You get to create a new moment. And so if you can keep just being like, oh, I screwed that up, going to create a new moment. That's what's worked for me is like, I'm not beating myself up about past choices. I'm not projecting it into the future. I'm just like, well, I'm here now. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm here now. Here's what I'm going to try on. I'm here now. Here's how I'm going to show up. And that's really what supported me. All right, beautiful humans, can't wait to hear what opens up for you. And I love you so much. Thank you for your presence and tuning in today. I believe in the power of reciprocity. So if you found value from this episode, I invite you to share the love. There are endless ways to do so, including leaving a rating and written review on Apple, forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis, or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. Much love.